tell my dad's story, you know, my father passed away in uh, 1988, that today we can be telling his story, the cheesecake he created, the original, the first floor flavors, but all that Eli's has become over all those years is really, I think as we come up on Father's Day, not only are we now right. at Chavuas, but also Father's Day, you know, what a great thing for a son to be able to cherish and also what my parents did for me to create that great legacy and uh, to go forward. Hi, I'm Beth Schenker, the host of The Big Schmear. Thank you for tuning in. Today, my guest is Mark Schulman, president of Eli's Cheesecake. And this isn't your run-of-the-mill Chicago bakery. Eli's Cheesecake is an international company that produces 15,000 cheesecakes, not per year, not per month, not even per week. That's 15,000 cheesecakes per day. That's a quarter of a million slices. Now, it's true, I could find an excuse to eat cheesecake just about any time, but I thought it would be especially fun to talk with Mark in time for Shavuos when, if you need an excuse to eat cheesecake, you've got one. So before we get into all that, I thought we'd start with talking about the company so that people have a background about what they when they're looking at that cheesecake on their plate which looks really beautiful um, I want to get people to have a sense of how it got there well when you talk about Eli's cheesecake you have to start with my father mm-hmm. Eli Shulman uh, my father was born in Chicago in 1910 he's the child of immigrants who came from uh, Poland in 1907 came to the west side of Chicago. Uh, My father's father was a baker, and he died when my father was 16, so really right during the Depression. And so my father dropped out of school, had a number of different careers in politics and selling shoes, and in 1940 went into the restaurant business when his coffee shop he used to go to on the west side of Chicago had a foreclosure notice. And So suddenly Eli was in the restaurant business and really started a career that went on for almost 50 years until he died in 1988. The year after he opened the restaurant, he got drafted, served in World War II, and ran PXs in the Army Air Corps, came back, married my mother in 1948, and had a series of restaurants, went to the north side to Ogden and Kedzie, came to Oak Street and opened up Eli's Stage Delicatessen in the great era on Oak Street and Rush Street with performers like Barbara Streisand and Woody Allen, Shecky Green, many of the oh. stars of the day. And in 1966, realized another one of his dreams when he had the opportunity to open Eli's Stage Del- Eli's The Place for Steak. In 1966, he opened Eli's The Place for Steak and the Carriage House, which was a hotel right off uh, Michigan Avenue on Chicago Avenue. And that was another dream of his, to have a you know white tablecloth restaurant. And Eli always had lots of celebrities there. And if it was, you know, Frank Sinatra or um, Sean Connery, Roger Moore, it was, it's really where I grew up. It's where I met my wife, Maureen. So my life was always around my father's restaurants and Eli was always a dreamer and so after the success in the restaurant business at the age of 70 Mayor Jane Byrne announced what would be the first 
uh, Taste of Chicago and was going to be held on Michigan Avenue in front of Tribune Tower on July 4th, 1980. And uh, we were out there, my dad's, you know, in a coat and tie. No one really knows what to expect. It's before we knew how to cut cheesecakes. <laughs> and uh, Eli, uh, you know, people were waiting in line and uh, he had developed his cheesecake at the restaurant. So Eli's the place for steak, was famous for steak. Shrimp, his shrimp, Mark, named for me, liver, eat calves, liver, Eli, a lot of dishes. So my dad had developed the cheesecake in the kitchen there. And really, that's like the chapter that gets us here, mm -hmm. which is people go, wow, Eli, you know, they love the cheesecake in his restaurant. But the idea then he took it outside, we debuted it at Taste of Chicago, and here we are now, you know, 39 years later, what started at on the menu at his restaurant, started Taste of Chicago, has become, you know, this, you know, international business, but family business, all made in Chicago, really committed to quality. And I think the exciting thing for me is the, you know, son of this uh, visionary and great person. And with his commitment, you know, we maintain that in what we do. And I think the fact that we're a family business, uh, that we're all made in Chicago, that we're innovative, that we haven't compromised our commitment to quality over the years really comes back. So, you know, to tell my dad's story, you know, my father passed away in uh, 1988, that today we can be telling his story, his story, you know, the cheesecake he created, the original, the first floor flavors, but all that Eli's has become over all those years is really, I think as we come up on Father's Day, not only are we now right. at Shavuos, but also Father's Day, you know, what a great thing for a son to be able to cherish. And also, you know, what my parents did for me to create, you know, their great legacy and uh, to go forward. So was it, a, was it a difficult decision for your father to make saying, okay, we're going to kind of put the restaurant idea aside and move and just focus on this one thing? Well, I think, one, he was always a restaurateur in what he did, but he was a dreamer. He was a visionary. And I think he, you know, when I was growing up, he would talk about, you know, Mr. Wrigley, who was a customer, you know, the story of Hershey, the story of Sara Lee, of taking a signature product and selling it on a broader scale, because I think he came to the conclusion, you know, the restaurant business, um, you can only, you know, serve meals certain hours a day, seasonality, things change, and that idea that if you have something that leverages your name and you could sell it back then, you know, we'd think about, you know, other restaurateurs or surrounding states, now we're thinking the world. You know, globally. He really had that vision, and I think... You know, it was fortuitous. So in, in 1980, I was starting to practice law. I left practicing law full-time in 1984. Uh, you know, the four years I sort of worked together with my father, he was at the restaurant usually, and I was at the, the bakery. And then, <laughs> you know, regrettably passed away at, uh, you know, 78, a pretty young age. And we had the ability to go forward, and I was involved with uh, my wife Maureen and my mother, until our restaurant closed, Eli's the place for steak closed in 2005. 
when they announced they'd build Lurie Children's Hospital on the site. And actually, there's a playground, the Eli Shulman Playground, is right across the street from what is now Lurie Children's. And oh, that's has nice. A great, we, were in, uh, we were very involved 30 years ago in raising the money and a tribute by the city. So it's sort of like my dad still has the presence across the street from his restaurant. But if you're not going to have your restaurant, what could be better than a children's hospital. Yeah. But, um, you know, I think he had the vision, and I think we had the energy and then assembled the team and the leadership to really adapt because, you know, there's something also when you're going to say, okay, I'm going to have a signature product. You're going to hire somebody to make it for you. You know, how are you going to continue to expand the line? Who are your customers going to be? It's a whole new thing. Yes. And then in the world today of food safety requirements, both with the government and also the industry, there's a lot of barriers of entry. You know, we, we got started, you know, we um, rented a bakery a half a mile south of here. That's how we ended up on the northwest side of Chicago. Mm. Um, there was equipment, you get started, but, you know, you don't have a regulatory department. You know, you don't have, you know, a quality assurance manager. You're not doing, you know, testing at four in the morning. So those are all the issues. Now, the good news is we know our products better. I think one thing over the years, we've never compromised the quality of our ingredients. And actually, we probably make a better product as we could specify and test what we get in but in addition to that um, the fact of of what you need to do um, to make sure that you're doing a high quality product so you know it's an evolution Um, you know I'm now on my 35th anniversary of doing this uh, full time and you know it's it's a lot of fun it's very interesting but you know we've had this singular focus on you know building the business when our, Eli's the place for stay closed we chose not to reopen we do have a kiosk at O'Hare with uh, HMS host in the United Terminal we have uh, you know we have lots of customers both in the Chicago area around the country and around the world but um, we really focus on those products and not as much on, you know, opening, you know, opening up other restaurants. So to go back a little bit to your history with the company, can you remember like what your first, what are your first memories of being, in this case, it would be the restaurant with your father and, um, and being surrounded by food and yeah. cheesecake? In my life, and I'm an only child in my uh, mother worked with my father, I'd say my life revolved around our restaurant, you know, and I remember, you know, trick-or-treating on Oak Street when my father had Eli Stage Delicatessen. Uh, I've seen the pictures, but I don't remember when I was (laughs) taken home from the hospital and the first place that I was taken to was our restaurant. I know when our oldest daughter was born, Haley, the first place we took her to was to the restaurant, you know, because my father was there. You know, I think life was always the restaurants, and I think I had a unique opportunity. So I went to college, the University of Denver, and then came home and had the really great opportunity to go to Northwestern Law School, which was a block east of our restaurant, and uh, I had the opportunity to live 
above the restaurant. Oh, gosh. Uh, it was <laughs> then the carriage house was owned by Northwestern Hospital. It was actually the housing for the nurses at Wesley Pass event, and we had a small apartment. So I think it was my father's favorite years because he would call me and say, hey, you know, Johnny Carson's downstairs. You oh, know, cool. Can you come down and... Um, you know, who was over for lunch and, uh, you know, just very, a very special time. So, you know, all those, you know, family gatherings and the things that went on. So I'd say in my, you know, father's lifetime, certainly everything, you know, revolved around the restaurant Mm -hmm. and um, it made life challenging. And then after my father passed away, the 17 years that I was involved with the restaurant with my mother, you know, you have a lot going on here. It gets harder to go down, you know, at lunchtime and come back. But now the Eli's, the foundation, and I'd say is we started to build our wholesale business. The fact that Eli was known around the country in the industry. So we, you know, if we're selling, you know, Dylan's in Kansas, because when we met him, they go, oh, yeah, we know Eli. We come to the restaurant. Uh, you know, we just did um, a couple weeks ago. It was the 100th anniversary of the National Restaurant Show and the National Restaurant Association. And we created this 1,000-pound cheesecake. We had Rich Melman, Rick Bayless, the heads of the industry, cut it in. They said, hey, you know, Eli and Eli's have been such an important part in this industry for, you know, almost 80 years, 80 years of the hundred. So that's a long time. (laughs) Yeah. So I think we feel very fortunate. And for me, you know, tell the Eli story. And then I had, you know, different chapters in my life because went to college, went to law school, got out of law school, practiced law Mm -hmm. for five years. So, but I'm obviously most happiest being in the Eli's business, it is, you know, a family business. And our youngest daughter, Alana, now works with my wife and I. So she's in the business this month. She's in a culinary program in Ireland. But the idea that, you know, our, our honor is to tell Eli's story and, uh, you know, work really hard to make great desserts. So, you know, as we're celebrating a dairy holiday and we celebrate our heritage, actually the one thing I would add is, you know, a lot of times if you're selling ethnic foods, uh, it's like, God, you spend your whole career trying to go mainstream and then in the end you come back (laughs) to where you started. But, you know, I think, um, you know, the question is, you know, what's your reason for being, you know, why is this product so good? You know, what went into it? I know uh, when we meet with customers and in, in this room and we go around the room and say, hey, how long have you been at Eli's? And, you know, uh, you know, 22 years, 35 years to 32 years. I mean, individuals who... That says I've, a lot about a family business, yeah. I think, and the dedication and dedication to quality, but also just the culture of the company. Yeah makes a difference. And so that's a huge thing because, you know, you can't duplicate that. You know, my father had the privilege, you know, I say, you know, he opened Eli's a place for steak in 1966. He died in 88. And here, you know, I've had the opportunity to work with individuals here for over 30 years. And, Quite um, remarkable. yeah, so it's, it's, hey, it's exciting. It's 
fun. It certainly has its challenges from time to time, but you know, we're making great desserts. And when you, you think of the heritage and uh, like we have been recognized for hiring, um, you know, refugees and say, you know, get to say, well, you know, well, okay, it's great. You know, if we have refugees, uh, you know, from the Congo or Iraq or um, all these in Bosnia people join us and they say, you know, my, you know, grandparents, my aunt, came to this country as refugees in 1907, shortly before my father was born. So, you know, our roots are really important to us. And I'd say my father always stressed, you know, education. So if it's the, you know, ESL programs we do for our people, and that's what brought originally Bill Clinton to our bakery back in 1992 Mm. with Hillary Clinton, you know, the things we do, we do them because they're the right things yesterday. I was at uh, graduation at the Chicago High School for Agricultural Sciences, which is on the far southwest side of the city, but it's a school dedicated to food and agriculture. And uh, we each year give scholarships for graduates, and we had grad in honor of uh, my father, his dear friend Bobby Hadoff, and Aaron Easter, um, son of the former president of the U of I. And, you know, to be at the graduation and to be with the scholars, five scholarship recipients. And, you know, I think the great thing of being an entrepreneur then is also being able to make a difference in the community. And the good news is, you know, you get to define what community is important to you. But, you know, giving back is important. I think today, you know, we weren't so smart to say, oh, you know, we're going to be involved in the community because it's... Uh, good for business, but consumers want to know more about where their foods come from. They want to know more about the values of the company who make their food. So I think a lot of, you know, you know, a lot of things come together for us in a positive way. And when you talk about community, would you, is there anything especially Jewish about Eli's Cheesecake or Eli's, or Eli's the company? that comes to mind? Well, um, you know, we've been uh, a kosher bakery, you know, CRC dairy, and then also with our uh, vegan, you know, a non-dairy product. So I think that was pretty important. I think it was early on uh, that we were able to, um, you know, get that status. So it's always interesting because there's certain things, you know, our products are kosher, uh, the whole year except uh, over Passover, and then we have to, you know, transfer, you know, very uh, contract to transfer ownership of the business. Fortunately, we get it back, but those, you know, you, those products made that week aren't kosher. I think being involved in um, public events, I know my wife Maureen's on the uh, commission of the U.S. Holocaust Museum, so in the Obama administration, you get the privilege to go to Washington for the Hanukkah party at the White House. And, uh, you know, when we were able to work with a rabbi there to get our products to be able to be served was really, you know, a great honor. I, Those were your vegan cheesecakes, is that right? Yes, that was the vegan for that particular menu. event. Yes, yes. And, uh, you know, last month we belonged to um, uh, Temple Sinai. And they did an event uh, where we were able to talk about our history 
and it was great because you know many of the people there and we we saw same when Maureen went to talk about the Eli's Cheesecake Cookbook at the JCC or other events. You know there are individuals who have been our customers since 1940, and I mm. think you know you always talk about the greatest generation as we honor um, you know the individuals at D Day and World War II. Well, those are my father's you know contemporaries and I think as we hear the stories and it's uh, you know I think our roots in the community and I think you know other um, you come back and you start saying okay you know what are these great Jewish foods and we have a very good relationship with you know the Raskin family at Manny's and I think that's sort of that same you know family business work hard at it evolve over time but your roots are just so important to the story. And I think, um, you know, the community in Chicago, you know, we wouldn't be, we, we could never be where we are without Chicago. And certainly, you know, the Jewish community mm -hmm. has been very important to us. And Eli, uh, you know, when, um, you know, Irving Cutler wrote the book about, you know, Jews in Chicago, and my father in the book and the West Side. And, you know, it's, um, you know, you feel very honored that, you know, you've impacted history. Mm -hmm. So I just want to uh, let my listeners know, I'm actually talking to Mark in the conference room at Eli's Cheesecake. And, um, you know, it's a conference room like any other conference room, except... There are two platters of incredible desserts staring me in the face and a copy of this beautiful cookbook called The Eli's Cheesecake Cookbook, Remarkable Recipes from a Chicago Legend. And um, it is a beautiful cookbook. I'll probably have a picture of it on my website if you visit there. So, Mark, can you tell me what I'm, what I'm staring at here? I'm not drooling. Can you tell me what's here? Oh, I think we have a assortment. So, you know, we're meeting today in our conference room, which is located next to our Eli's Cheesecake Cafe, which is open to the public seven days a week. So when we built this facility, you know, we really wanted uh, to have something that would be open to the community. So we serve lunch five days a week, and then we have our Thursday farmer's market and of Eli's Cheesecake Festival, but what we have is some of the assortment of desserts. So as I think, as I said earlier, when Eli started, he had four types of cheesecake, plain chocolate chip, Hawaiian, cinnamon raisin. Today, you have, you know, I think over 100. Really? But if you take an account, so what we're looking at here, that the desserts that we sell we have cheesecakes here that we sell you know one in wholesale so you can get it at restaurants or mm -hmm. supermarkets locally or nationally you have desserts that you can order from our website at elicheesecake.com and then we sell uh, that's a pretty extensive listing of desserts and we'll ship it directly to you and for that uh, like this year we had been in oprah's favorite things at the holidays for mm -hmm. our holiday dipper frozen cheesecake on a stick and then we have our cafe and the cafe has the wide range so you're looking here at a series of cheesecakes 
um, Oreo original hot chocolate, chocolate chip, which is one of my favorites, my dad's second flavor, and white chocolate raspberry. And then uh, hot chocolate's made with gluten-free ingredients, and that's really something. You know, I think my sometimes I say my father, if uh, he would come back and saying, well, Dad, you know, we make cheesecake with, uh, we make vegan cheesecake, we make cheesecake with gluten-free ingredients. We actually have now a bar we make. We built a certified gluten-free kitchen so that it's a packaged uh, marshmallow crispy bar, and that is uh, certified gluten-free. So it, it gets crazy. And then on the other tray, you see sort of where we've expanded. If it's macaroons and we make, that's our year-round macaroon. We also make a great... Passover style macaroon um, over that period of time. Uh, chocolate chip cookie, we really like the cookies. A vegan oat cake um, that's very popular and really good in its uh, nutrients. Um, one of our tarts, a salted caramel tart. A honey bar made with honey from Chicago High School for Ag Sciences. A vegan square and that's the vegan cheesecake we were mentioning earlier and one of the that, items we served at the white house yes the chocolate the, one the dusted chocolate oh my god <laughs> yeah and then we have you know when you get into the retailer consumer things we have um, an eclair uh, an individual cheesecake in the round and then our um, salted caramel bar so we really have a wide range of desserts but the fun thing here with our patio, you know, we grill lunch every Thursday during the summer. When we had built this facility in 1996, we really made a commitment in keeping with our philosophy of being active in the community and giving back uh, to have a place that was friendly to the public. If you come back next Sunday <laughs> for Father's Day, we have an annual tradition here now in its 15th year which is our Father's Day bike ride. So I think hopefully we'll have weather like this, but uh, we'll have about 280 people come. It's a free event. You sign up online, and we do it every year. And uh, we have continental breakfast, and then we have a 10-mile ride through the community. We sponsor with Rudy's Bike Shop and Wright College and then come back for treats. And everybody by noon is on their way, but... It's really great that we get so many families who come and they make an annual tradition. And we like about the fact that we don't charge, you know, is my father, you know, would say things, you know, charity will never bust you, but you're not going to do, yeah, we could do it as a fundraiser, but it's just a nice way. Hey, it's, it's an adventure. It's a lot of fun. Um, I mean, you know, I think about, you know, both my prior career as a lawyer, I actually think also about being in the restaurant business, you know, because it's, um, that's a very tough business because, you know, you have so many hours to prepare and then limit hours to sell and then, you know, how far you can attract. And we sit here in a day and we could talk about, you know, something, we're doing a special cake now for Bloomingdale's, which is a carrot uh, cheesecake, and that's around the country. We just debuted in the last few weeks with Culver's. If you go to Culver's and you order a cheesecake concrete, it's made with cheesecake 
cubes that, that we make here. So we had to figure out how do you make it and then more, most importantly, how do you cut it to be that tiny size. So I think what you're seeing from us, I mean, so that's really the fun and it could be an international sale. Maybe that's in Saudi Arabia, maybe it's in London. Um, and you know, we do a lot of work in Canada. So I think the excitement for us is that ongoing innovation, teamwork, collaboration, you know, outreach to the community. Um, so tell me, um, do you have a favorite story about a delivery of one of your gigantic cakes? Well, there are a few, but I'll give you two. Okay. But they're more personal in that it's me delivering. I think when Kurt Russell was filming Backdraft in Chicago, he used to come into Eli's. And one night, I think he was staying in Lake Point Tower, and he called and he said, can you deliver? And I said, sure. So I went over alone. And then I went over and made the delivery, and uh, Goldie Hawn opened the door. And I always say, Maureen always says, you know, how come I just went? But I think that was... I think one. that was your reason. <laughs> yeah, I think it was, yeah. So I made that delivery. You know, I think about, well, Eli's was going to be closed, but opening up, this is a restaurant story, but for the Backstreet Boys and at the top of their popularity uh, on Easter for them when they were, you know, pretty young and pretty crazy, you know, I think about, um, you know, a lot of the delivery challenges taking, um, big cakes, you know, we're talking about big cakes to Washington, and, you know, we're getting a lot of publicity. This is um, President Obama's uh, first inaugural, and we're in the paper, and Eli's Cheesecake's going to Washington. We're actually already there, and we get a call, they call pretty hysterical from the bakery saying, you know, the FDA's here, and they want to know everything about the cake they want to test it to see, you know, any metal. Well, the cheesecake has metal rods in it. Um, and, you know, we finally got them sort of settled down, and then they had to seal it. They had to open the seal when it got to Washington. And then a, there was a, a agent, FDA agent, who was assigned to watch the cake for every hour until it was served. So, you know, I think those are the crazy things. Um, the other day I met with um, Edwin Eisendrath, who's a former publisher of the Sun-Times, and in one of, I'd say that, you know, there are a lot of historic cakes. I want to say the most historic cake, but it was Bill Clinton's first inaugural, and it was Aretha Franklin cutting the cake, and Edwin uh, and his mother are, are in the picture, and, uh, you know, Maureen got Aretha Franklin to come um, to cut the cake, and, and, you know, she came in her, you know, Vicuna coat, and uh, Maureen, had to, they had to arrange a, uh, a wedge of people to run her through the crowd, and, you know, you think about the world we're in today, and obviously, you know, I don't think there'll ever be another Aretha Franklin, but I'm sure that if you call the celebrity at the level of Aretha Franklin saying, hey, I need you to come to the Washington Mall and cut this big cheesecake, I don't think you'd get that same reply but you know oh, I, think I don't though, know <laughs> you know what but I think and also you know Bill Clinton you know and Hillary Clinton one of the reasons well the reason we got to go to Washington for that first inaugural 
was that Bill Clinton came to our first bakery and they were looking, the Clinton campaign, this is March of 1992, on the eve of the Illinois primary. And it was a pretty hot time because that's the Jennifer Flowers incident. You had um, there's some real question as to whether he would continue to campaign. And you know, Paul Songus was a pretty active competitor. So we get this call on a Wednesday from the mayor's office and you know the question was where's Eli's U and Eli's U is our educational program with Wright College and we said well it's in our bakery and they said we're trying to decide Governor Clinton wants to do a final stop in Chicago before Super Tuesday uh, and we're deciding between you and another venue and all of a sudden you know advanced people show up and next day you know Bill and Hillary are at our bakery and, uh, you know, we have Bill in his, you know, Eli's coat with his name. You know, you never know what's going to happen. And I think, uh, you know, when, we, when the White Sox won the World Series and then uh, we were invited to do a cake in the lobby of City Hall. And then when the day before Jim Law was head of the Mayor's Office Special Events said, you know, it's a small area, could I, Mark? introduce Mayor Daley, Ozzie Gian, and Jerry Reinsdorf, and, you know, cutting and serving that cake. And, you know, the, those are the type things. So, you know what, you sort of never know. And uh, at the second Clint, um, Obama inaugural, uh, the Clinton inaugurals were outside on the mall. The Obama inaugurals were inside the first one being at the National Building Museum, the second one being uh, the staff gal at the Washington Convention Center. And the fact for that second cake, it was out on display all night, and uh, there's actually a picture of it. Um, You've being got lots of great yeah. photos yeah. in this room. So of it being served, and you know, the one thing is it was the staff. They had worked like round the clock on the inaugural. You had this really nice party, uh, Lady Gaga and Tony Bennett performed, and there was a lot of alcohol and no <laughs> food, other than this cake. <laughs> so, and, and for that event, it was really uh, Laurel Bozier, executive pastry chef, myself, Maureen, our daughters, and a couple servers to help, and literally, and Laurel cut and served that entire cake. My God, how many slices did you get out of that huge cake? I would say 8,000. Yeah, that was, but you know, again, that's sort of the thing because... You have to orchestrate that, right? Well, yes, but you never know, you know, the challenge is you try to negotiate and you never know what's going to happen because, you know, when we did the cake for the first Obama inaugural, they kept it like backstage for most of the evening and we keep on going you know like when's it coming out when's it coming out oh we don't know we don't know and finally we almost had a scream you know get the cake out and they did after we screamed loud enough but you know you you, you know you sort of got to go with what happens like when we did the restaurant association cake we had talked about it and they're going well we're not sure how it's going to work and we're all worried and when it was over they said this is like the greatest thing we've ever seen. So it is a um, special expertise we have. The cakes are priceless. They take a lot of time and a huge commitment. But 
you know, how do you build a brand? You know, how do we, you know, hosting you today, you know, we're talking about, you know, a family business that goes back, you know, 79 years, but we're talking about things, you know, we did last week. It's not, right. you know, sometimes you go to a business and go, okay, you know, 30 years ago, we did, you know, we did something, you know, I think of Stewart's Coffee, you know, official coffee of the 1933 World's Fair. That's great. But, you know, it's sort of like, okay, you did Bill Clinton. Oh, God, you did Barack Obama. You did J.B. Pritzker. You know, you did Mayor Lightfoot. Um, you know, we served Cheesecake on Air Force One with President Reagan. I mean, it's a... Mm. It's a You've got a history. Oh, yeah. Um, for those interested in seeing some of these amazing cakes, there's some photographs on my website. And also you can go to YouTube and see a cake and um, Tony Bennett and Lady Gaga singing at this particular event. I saw a, right. a video clip. So you can see some of the things that um, Mark is talking about for yourself. And so, Mark, um, thank you for mentioning where people, how people can order right. Eli's Cheesecakes. But also, on your website and in this beautiful cookbook that I'm looking at, they've actually shared lots of cheesecake recipes and, and some recipes from the restaurant. So you'll be able to, you can purchase cookbooks wherever you find yeah. cookbooks, Amazon, you know, right. wherever your favorite and store is. And you could get it in print or um, it's also available. E- as an ebook. E- ebook, oh. yeah, which is pretty nice. It yeah. is great. So you take it right in the kitchen with you. Uh, and and you can also find recipes, not as many as in the cookbook, but on their website as well. What's And the uh, website Eli, is? EliCheesecake.com. Can you tell me a little bit about what, what makes Eli's Cheesecake special? And I'm guessing that has to do with the ingredients. What, what are we looking at when we're making well, a cheesecake? Well, you start, one thing is, you know, we're a, you know, kosher bakery CRC, so our ingredients need to be accepted and verified um, by the CRC. So that's actually a pretty big step for us because, you know, there's a lot of things that are not acceptable. Um, And I think, um, you know, when it comes to what we do, you know, it is a limited number of ingredients. And my dad... You know, if it was the Nielsen Massey vanilla we use, if it's the cookie crust, so we have cookie bakers who come in all night and bake cookies, the the base of the cheesecake, the cultured sour cream, the cultured cream cheese. So a lot of times you'll see someone saying, you know, I'm using now, you know, real cream cheese. Well, we've been doing that really, you know, from the beginning. So... You know, and one thing, when people go out and make a cheesecake at home with that book, they go, it's really expensive, you know, in terms of, of being able to do it. And then, you know, my dad's process, that it broke all the rules of it's a fast bake, it's a dry bake, it's not on a, you know, water bath. And he created, you know, when you read cookbooks, you know, now there's this, section uh they highlight you know chicago style cheesecake you know created by eli's cheesecake of chicago so eli ultimately you know just was unique in what he did and one of the fun things of our new products uh, we just came out with three new unique types of cheesecake one's a japanese bouncy style what does that mean it's very um soft 
the uh, spongy kind spongy, of thing? Spongy, yeah. And it, so, so hi, I'm Maureen. <laughs> just get, get yeah. okay. Yeah. Just tell okay. Me. So uh, the bouncy Japanese style cheesecake. It actually these new this new sort of international line that we came up with is a kind of a riff on Eli's original because it's a plain cheesecake. It uses almost all the same ingredients and in many ways the same techniques as my father-in-law who broke all the rules. Fast hot bake, no water bath. So what happens is the top gets nice and brown, uh, the heat gets trapped underneath the browning top and that souffles the custard batter. So that's sort of how our cheesecake cooks. So it's brown, it's nice and brown, and it has a rich, creamy texture. Ooh. So that's Chicago-style cheesecake. So with these new cheesecakes, like let's say Basque, for example, it's inspired by a cheesecake made in Basque, Spain, and it's really popular right now. And so that's just the Eli's cheesecake, but a lot browner on top. It, it looks kind of imperfect, and it's in this beautiful tissue surround and it's really really dark on top so I said it's sort of funny because in 1980 we would have said hey Eli you burned the cake but now we're saying wow it's Basque and it's really cool but that's a times change yeah that's a really nice cake but it has the same flavor profile and kind of ingredients as the original and then the Japanese bouncy has very similar ingredients it's still a fast hot bake not as dark as the other one but it's beaten a lot more so the texture changes and it becomes kind of a, a spongy drier maybe texture and it's very high and really beautiful oh and then another great cheesecake we made kind of a riff on the plane also is goat cheese cheesecake oh I thought and I saw that um, in the in the uh, cafe yeah 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 it's so fantastic it's like it's uh, not too sweet. It really has a really has a goat cheese flavor. It's delicious. It was really popular. We debuted it at the restaurant show. It's still baked in that same manner, you know, the same thing that we do now. Mm-hmm. A fast hot bake. It's really a great cake. So are you always looking for, like, the next invention in terms of a recipe? Yeah. We're always, we're always researching the trends. You know, pastry chefs are great at that. Our daughter, Alana, is fantastic at that. Yeah, we're always looking at that. What's, what's the next new ingredient? What's popular spice? I mean, there's just so many ways to look at it. Type of cheesecake, flavor, fruit, spice. Yeah, the sky's the limit, yeah. isn't it? And then many times there's a, um, you know, collaboration. So I mentioned, you know, something we're doing for Macy's with the carrot cheesecake. We do the desserts for Copeland's in New Orleans, which was a collaboration, the Culver's project. So, you know, I think the evolution of the business is we're able to work with a customer to solve the issues. Actually, we do work with Starbucks and they have these new reserve stores. So they have a reserve store on Chestnut Street in uh, San Francisco. And last week they debuted two of our cheesecakes, a Ghirardelli, perfect for San Francisco, and strawberry topped. And those are available at that one store. So, you know, it's sky's the limit. As Maureen said, Eli broke the rules, and now we're just, you know, you, you it, it, it's amazing sometimes when... It, Someone says, you know, well, I don't exactly want that. Can I do this a little differently and just with the range of products? And also over the years, we went from being just a cheesecake company to a 
you know, if it's cakes, if it's bars, if it's tarts, a, a lot of other things that we're able to do, you know, we just continue to innovate. So you've had, obviously people have contacted you about doing special projects. Mm-hmm. What's the craziest request you had for a cheesecake? Well, I think sometimes we come up with it. I think years ago, uh, we did this tequila sunrise cheesecake for United Airlines, and it was green and orange. And so, as I said, you know, between big cakes, retail, special events, you know, you're busy. (laughs) Yes, yes. So one of the things I want to also let people know is that We'll have a recipe for salted caramel cheesecake on my website, thebigshmear.com. And I think I, I think I now am ready to try um, a sample of some of these cheesecakes because I've been looking at them for quite a while here. So while I go do that, I'm going to officially say thank you to Mark and Maureen Schulman for sharing their time and their hospitality And I'm also going to suggest to all of you out there that this is the right time for cheesecake. Whether you celebrate Shavuos or not, go to your nearest computer and order yourself some Eli's cheesecake or find a recipe and and cook one up in your kitchen. Thank you both very much for participating. Thank you for listening to The Big Schmear. Our recording engineer and editor is Steve Robinson. The Big Schmear theme music is performed by Cavatino Duo from their CD entitled Sephardic Journey on the CD record label. If you like The Big Schmear, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. If you have comments or questions, I'd love to hear from you. Please send your email to beth at thebigschmear.com. And be sure to check out my website, thebigschmear.com, to find recipes shared by my guests. I'm Beth Schenker, the host of The Big Schmear. Thank you for listening, and happy eating. <laughs>